0: All right, all right, all right. Good Monday morning. Welcome to the inaugural Box of Crayons podcast, a gift based original audio series. My name is Matthew Nicolini, and I will be the voice in your ears throughout the series. I am so very excited to have you join me today, as this is something new and exciting for me. So the big question that you must most likely have is, what is this podcast all about? What kind of content am I expecting? The simple answer is I don't know. And I very well don't want to. um, Because I'm choosing not to meticulously plan for this specific medium. I am a perfectionist through and through on all the work that I do. and, And I have decided I need to simply let loose and speak my mind freely throughout this podcast. My only hope is that I can provide some sort of content and our opinions that resonate with you, be it in life, business, health, um, interviews with entrepreneurs and startup founders, or anything that comes across my desk for this audio experience um, that I find enjoyable, I will not hesitate to put it on this Box of crayon series. I want you to walk away from this podcast today with the intention of learning something totally new. I want to bring you value with our first box of crayons podcast by shining a light on the importance of problem solving. If you're interested in business, wanting to start your own business and are trying to solve a problem in general, um, you may want to launch your notes app on your phone to jot some important points. So go ahead and do that right now. Now, I don't want to make a podcast that, you know, just pushes out and pumps out a bunch of, you know, inspirational quotes in terms of getting your your business launched, you know, getting off your ass and doing something great. I want to provide you the value to actually do something properly is the best way to put it. What I want to talk about isn't some secret sauce and or ingredients to solve a problem. This is simply bits and pieces of information that I took away from the advertising industry and launched my own business, and this this tends to be a great starting point. So the first thing you do is, is called starting at the end. When a problem comes along, and every business should solve some sort of problem because that's where the most value comes from. It's natural for you to solve it right away. When you have this problem where you come across it, your mind starts scrambling, how can I execute this as fast as possible? I'll tell you right now, just stay calm and slow down. If you're working with a business partner or just simply yourself, share what you know and prioritize as you could spend countless amounts of time and effort on the wrong part of the problem. Starting at the end means I want you to envision and type out the finished product. You must come up with questions that you want answered, be it six months, one year, five years down the road. What is the improvement you see in this product? What does it look like? How does it function? What does it make you feel? Even if it seems obvious, it's worth taking the time to make it specific and write it down. But most importantly, do not fall in love with whatever you wrote or typed out. Do not fall in love with how this product looks. Because I'll tell you right now, there is a good chance it may not turn out the way you initially envisioned it because you haven't gone over some of the critical steps and points. So now that you started at the end, the next step is setting a long-term goal. You need to ask yourself, why am I or are we doing this project? Where do I or we want to be one, two, three years from now? It could be easily selling great clothing. That's our long-term goal. We want to sell great clothing. But you need to dig deep and think. We want to sell great quality clothing at scale without losing its exclusive factor. That's a long-term goal. At the end of the day, your goal should reflect the client's principles and aspirations. Once you have your goal, write it somewhere where you and your partners can view it at all times. Now, the greatest part about your long-term goal was that you were optimistic. Everything was happy go lucky. It tends to happen all the time. Of course, it's your business, it's your idea. You're fucking excited. This is your thing. So you imagine this perfect future. Now switch that thinking around and get pessimistic. Imagine you've gone forward one year and your product or business was a complete and utter disaster. You have to ask yourself, what caused it to fail? What, what went wrong about your goal? Every goal comes with dangerous assumptions. And the longer that these assumptions remain unexamined, the greater the risk for you. This is your opportunity to rid of the assumptions and turn them into questions and to find some solid answers. You should take all of your questions and display them on the board. What I personally find is, and what everyone else in the industry uses, are three by five yellow post-it notes. So go ahead and put them up as it becomes easier to read. The next step is your map. Your map will show your customers moving through your product. This map is used to narrow your challenge into a specific target. It is simply created to provide a structure for your solution, for your solution sketches and your prototype in the future. These maps are super simple. Uh, no matter how confusing your product map may be, it can be mapped out in a few words and arrows. Now, each map should and tends to be customer centric, with the list of key actors on the left. Each map is also a story with the beginning middle and end so list the actors on the left as their important characters in your story and you're probably saying Matt what are these actors these actors are the different type of customers you are after writing an ending on the right side tends to be a lot easier than the middle of the story the important part here is display how each customer moves through your problem to get to the solution that is it keep it simple once you complete your map your next task requires a lot of yellow post-it notes this part is called how might we so go ahead and type that out now if you have a team this tends to be a lot more fun as more ideas are bouncing off one another and the information tends to flow this is a technique where you take notes in a form of a question, beginning with the words, How might we? How might we recreate this experience? How might we execute this feature? Financially, structurally, logistically, economically, whatever is the most fitting to what your problem is. Person will write his or hers notes. And at the end, you'll merge all these notes together. Again, I would recommend 3 by 5 yellow post notes for this and a black marker. Each person should end up with a stack of organized notes by the end of this. You'll tend to notice the ideas drying up when everyone is staring into space. This is when you will organize your How Might We notes on a wall. Place them up on the wall in any sort of fashion. Then... You will organize your notes into groups. Working together or by yourself, find the questions with similar themes and physically group them together on the wall. You won't know what themes to use ahead of time, but they will emerge as you go. As organization goes on, it will be useful to label these themes. Just, you know, grab another 3 by 5 yellow sticky note and write a title on the fresh sticky note and place it above the group. Here's the fun part. You get to prioritize the notes by using a dot voting system. Now, before we get into that, at this point, you need to review the goal and your dash questions. It's important to connect everything. You can easily buy these dot voting stickers um, at any, you know, they come in multiple colors at any business uh, depot nearest you. Um, This is simply where you will vote for the how might we's that are, are the most fitting to your goal. That is important. Those with the most votes should align with the corresponding logistics of the map you created previously. Your story should begin to come together and you should start to see that your problem is being solved. Your final task is to select a target for your problem. Who is the most important customer? And what's the critical moment of that customer experience? Your solution should flow from the from this decision. This customer is your lowest hanging fruit. Which tends to be the easiest customer that solves the problem. And in today's market. Niche might be the way to go. So the next part is. They're called solution sketches. It's the solution to your problem, but in sketch form. This is where you get to fake it. But there will be no brainstorming, no shouting over one another, no deferring judgment so wacky ideas can flourish. Instead, this is where you get to work individually and take your time to sketch. This is the fastest and easiest way to transform abstract ideas into concrete solutions. Once your ideas become concrete, they can critically and fairly evaluate, be evaluated by the rest of the team or yourself. Now that you have an idea for the great solution, instead of taking weeks or months to build it, you're going to fake it. Facades are easier to build than the full product for obvious reasons. All the previous work will provide you with the right skills to create your prototype. You could take a longer time to build a more perfect prototype, but doing so would only slow down the learning process. And this is what it comes down to it's a learning process. Maybe by the end of this, you'll realize maybe your idea just doesn't solve the problem strong enough. So reevaluate. This will give you the chance to reevaluate. Whether you're taking a risk on a bold idea or you're just not sure, it's better to find out early. Because at the end of the day, wasting time on the wrong thing is a bummer. Next, the prototype. Now the prototype is meant to answer questions. So keep it super focused. You don't need a fully functional product. You just need a real looking facade to which customers can react to. To get trustworthy results, you have to present something realistic or else the reactions will not be genuine. This is especially important when it comes to interviewing the customer. You can't ask the customer to use their imagination. You want the customer to react honestly and naturally. Your final step should be an interview. One-on-one interviews are a remarkable shortcut. And this is something that I didn't really see when when I was in school or before I launched my, my business This is something I actually learned from the advertising industry and it's a very interesting process. So they allow you to test out a facade of your product long before you've built the real thing and have fallen in love with it. Because I'm telling you right now, that's the most dangerous thing, is falling in love with it. These interviews, they they will deliver meaningful results in a single sitting, I can promise you that. But they also offer an important insight that's nearly impossible to get with a large scale data. Now, this structured conversation helps the customer get comfortable, establishes some background, and ensures that the entire prototype is reviewed. First, begin with a friendly welcome to start the interview, a general series of questions, open-ended, followed by some context questions about the customer. Introduce the prototype and view the customer's reaction. Finally, a quick debrief to capture the customer's overarching thoughts and impressions. So I'll provide you an example. Hi, thanks for coming in today. I am trying to improve this product and I would like to receive your honest feedback. It is really an important part of that. This interview will be fairly informal I'll ask a lot of questions, but I am not testing you. If you get stuck or confused, it's not your fault. In fact, it helps me find problems that require fixing. I'll start by asking some background questions. Then I'll show you some things I've been working on. Do you have any questions before we begin? What kind of work do you do? For how long have you been doing that? What do you do when you're not working? What do you do to take care of yourself? Let's say you came across this product. How would you decide that you wanted to try it? What do you like about this product? How would you describe this product to your friends? Now, if I went a little too fast there, you could just scrub back and replay that there there's some really strong points here that you should ask in this interview and there you have it this should be the final step if you've done everything right you should get the answers that you so genuinely need before you start moving forward and that's super important i hope this helps it's our first box of crayons podcast I hope I shine some light on the importance of problem solving or solving a problem. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Have a good day, guys. Take care.